Can we just take a break from our ADHD? Just not not have to do anything about it? No? (laughs) We can't just put it on pause? All right, fine. Fart. Let's fix something. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD and comorbid depression symptoms. Yeah. I'm your host, Russ Jones, author of Descending to the Top, believer that you can actually have a smile in your life despite this diagnosis. So let's make some sense out of this struggle. Let's learn some stuff. Let's laugh at some stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, here's some stuff. Welcome to the show, you guys. Hi, how you doing? Do you guys ever get tired of working on yourself? God, I do. I'm like, I tend to ebb and flow with making changes. And I think right now I'm, I'm ebbing or flowing. Flowing. That's one of those that I never get. It's, it feels like you could flow out, but ebb in doesn't sound right. So I think flow means like, yeah, I'm in the flow. It's, I'm flowing. So maybe I'm ebbing right now. That's like one of those. Do you ever hear people have those conversations where they say former ladder? I never know what those are. People are like, it was between the green pants and the red pants, and I chose the former. I'm like, well, why don't you just say I chose the fucking green pants? And why are you wearing Christmas pants? Uh, Anyway, right now, I'm just nudging myself. I'm taking my own advice, and I'm just nudging little by little. My big thing this year was to get off blood pressure medicine, and I've dialed it all the way back down to my smallest thing that I got to do is 20 minutes of working out every day. Happy to report that I did that. <laughs> Congratulations to me. <laughs> Where's my certificate? <laughs> and the insight that I had was, and I knew this was coming. I already knew this was going to be my next thing, uh, but it's to eliminate whiskey at home because I, God damn it, do I love a good whiskey. Good end of the day uh, whiskey, but that it doesn't pair nicely, I don't think, with getting my blood pressure down. So um, I had a little Elijah Craig left in the bottle, so I Dumped it out. Oh my God. Sorry. And this one will be easy enough to achieve because it's more of a boundary than it is to something that I have to do, something that I have to not do. And it's, it's always easier for me to not do a thing unless we're talking about addictions and then uh, quitting smoking. That was a big pain in the ass. But for the most part, setting up a boundary, um, for instance, in this one, my rule is that I just do not buy any alcohol for the house. If I'm out socializing, maybe I'll grab a drink, but when I'm here, I do not keep uh, alcohol. So that should be easy enough to do. So here's what ends up really sucking for those of us with ADHD. It's the, we always seem to have like this laundry list of things that we need to fix or we feel that we need to fix. And often times nothing seems like it's fixing because we need it fixed now. We need all the things all the way fixed right now. And I think I think the best way to explain this is the Rubik's Cube example. And I cannot remember if I've ex- done this example before. Uh, I, I don't have it in me to play back the last 69 episodes to see if I did or not. If you are a person that's heard it, feel free to email me and be like, dude, you're repeating yourself. Fine. I accept that. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. But hey, it's always good to hear something multiple times and that way it sticks. So the Rubik's Cube example, if you don't know what a Rubik's Cube is, just Google it real quick and then come back. Welcome back. Hi. Uh, This is how I envision a lot of us like trying to achieve shit with ADHD. Our lives are like a jumbled up Rubik's Cube. 
Like all the sides are all filled with different various colors. It's chaotic. It's all messed up. And generally, you kind of focus when you're solving a Rubik's Cube, generally, on trying to solve one side, get all the colors to match up. So let's like say we're working on the, the blue side, and you start working on it, and then eventually you have the blue side, but all the other sides are still messed up. So then you move on and you start working on the yellow side. But while you're working on the yellow side, the blue side messes up. And so now it's impossible. You're always throwing something out of balance. That's a great metaphor for our ADHD. We focus on one thing and then the rest of our life falls apart. Now, were you aware that there are algorithms that you can follow to solve a Rubik's Cube? You don't even have to have to know what you're doing. I didn't know that there was algorithms until I spent a weekend with a buddy of mine from back home. This was a number of years ago. And he showed me how to solve a Rubik's Cube, printed out the algorithms, and then I just practiced all weekend long <laughs> that with my hyperfocus. And it, it, great party trick, right? Now I can solve a Rubik's Cube whenever I want. But it's all algorithms. And what's interesting is that I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I only know that I have to move this one side this one specific way, and then it goes to another side another specific way for a specific number of times. And then I switch to a different algorithm, and then I follow that. The cube is still chaotic throughout the whole process, but you definitely see incremental changes as you're going along. And you never have more than one side completely matching until the very end when they all come together. But never in a single move of a Rubik's Cube, of solving the Rubik's Cube, does it seem like things are being solved. And almost every turn of the cube, it almost seems like things are getting worse. And I'm talking about specifically just one turn of a Rubik's Cube. It, it's inconsequential. It feels ridiculous. It feels like it has no weight. It feels like it's doing nothing. And usually it's actually moving the cube out of balance. It's moving it away. I relate this to our journey because we're doing these small things to make changes in our lives. And in and of themselves, they're not making any huge dents. And often because we don't enjoy the work, it seems like life is getting worse because, because I'm torturing myself doing this fucking thing that sucks. For what? I'm not seeing anything. But over time, as we repeat this algorithm, that's when the changes start to reveal themselves and you start realizing the benefits of the shit work. Insights happen. And then from those insights that you get from these changes, then you start to play around with different quote unquote algorithms. In this case, for me, it's no whiskey. That's my new thing. Now let's see if I do that, what might happen. Maybe I'll start getting better sleep from it. I don't know. Maybe my blood pressure will go down. Maybe I'll save money because I'm not buying whiskey or maybe nothing. I don't know. For me, once this metaphorical Rubik's Cube is solved, that's an indication that my life is in balance. Each side represents an area of my life metaphorically. And once it's solved, it's that's when things can get interesting because now I can play with new algorithms. Like, did you know that you could, there's algorithms out there where you, you can create cool designs on a Rubik's Cube, but you always have to start from a completed Rubik's Cube. And what that means to me is that, okay, now that my life feels balanced, what do I want to do? What do I want to try? Who do I want to be? Do I want to experiment with some stuff? Who knows? But you can do it from a place of balance and contentment in yourself rather than a place of chaos and confusion and aggressive and like, ah, I got to do uh, nothing's right and blah, blah, blah. And if you want to find out if your life is in balance, that's a few weeks ago, we, I, I made a wheel of life 
and you can, I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to get it. It's a worksheet that will, you follow the worksheet and in the end you'll see what areas of your life are out of balance. It's great. But as we look at living a life with ADHD, sometimes this constant need to make changes because oh, there's so much that we keep fucking up on. You know, there's too much we've let slip away or it's moved off of our radar. That can become daunting and it can become, it's too much. It's too much failure. It's too much not getting our shit together. And it's too much of our ship being out of balance. When that's the case for me, and at this point, you guys should probably know what's coming here. It's, <laughs> he's going to say, be cool with yourself. I just know it. It's to be cool with yourself. See, I told you. I should write a book called Be Cool With Yourself. Um, it's, that's at the core of all of this. Or be gentle with yourself. It supersedes all ADHD advice. And I'm saying that specifically for those of us that might find ourselves easily uh, dropped into a depressive episode. My feeling for me is I don't want to have another depressive episode. There's too much self-criticism, self-loathing sinks us into that drain big time. So my frontline defense on all that is to be cool with myself. Oh, well, that's a beautiful mantra. Oh, well, that <laughs> we should all try that sometimes. <laughs> you know, you missed your workout today. Oh, well. You don't need to add anything to the tail end of that. You don't need to add, I'll get back to it tomorrow, or, hey, that happens to the best of us. You know, we don't have to try to convince ourselves of of something. You missed your workout. Oh, well, that does it, and it quickly moves us on to the next thing. Oh, well, recognizes that we missed a thing, and it accepts it, and it moves on. I'm not even thinking about it anymore, because if I allow myself to dwell on it, my asshole of a brain is going to cycle all that negativity about me. Oh, you want to get into it? Okay. Yeah, I saw it coming. Uh, I'm your brain, and I've seen this pattern before. You're a failure. Let me bring up some past data, and I'll spit out some sad chemicals in your body so you can go ahead and start feeling like shit, and I encourage you to try to convince me otherwise. So everybody, let's roll the tape here. Why do you keep saying that you'll pick it back up tomorrow? Because you won't. Because you're a big fucking loser. See, that's our brain. Our brain is such a jerk. Oh, well, that is so, it's basically not opening the door to a conversation with your brain. And then between you and me, and we'll leave the brain out of this conversation. Later in the day, when I plan my tomorrow, because that's, I have the ADHD skill intact, where I plan my day in advance. During that planning session, that's when I proactively have the conversation. I miss my workout today. When is a good time to work out tomorrow? Or what can I do to ensure that I work out? These are positively phrased questions. You know, my brain won't see it coming and it has to answer. That's its job. That's, it has to do its goddamn job right. So don't open it up for an argument. You know, why did I miss my workout? Brain has the answer. Okay, it's because you're a lazy, loafy loser. Okay, well, how about, hey, what can I do to ensure that I work out tomorrow? The brain will connect you to why you didn't. It wasn't scheduled. There was too much tension, too big of a hurdle, couldn't get started. Mm-hmm. And then I think, okay, well, what ADHD skills can I practice here? And then that's what I take into my tomorrow. It's much more positive that way. Now, keep in mind that whole, oh, well, business, this is you and your brain. This is, if your boss tells you that you screwed up, oh, well, then... <laughs> That's probably not going to fly. Don't do that. Or you show up 30 minutes late to uh, to meet with your friends and they're all frustrated and they're like, you're late, Russ. Oh, well, that's a <laughs> that's a friend killer. Don't do <laughs> This is between you and your brain. And guys, please know I'm not a therapist. I mean, I am currently getting 103% in my psychology class in college. (laughs) It's kind of a big deal. I'm basically doing extra credit and I don't need to. (laughs) But the shit I share, this is what I do. This is how I stay ahead of my own potential depressive episode. I don't like them. Not one bit. So what did we learn today? This was so fast. 
Did we learn anything? I don't know. Like Rubik's Cubes? Oh, I bet some of you guys really lit up when I was talking about the Rubik's Cube. I'll tell you what I'll do. As a treat, in the show notes, I'm going to send a link to the the place where I got my algorithms. And then you can learn how to solve them. Great party trick. People, it's going to blow. If there is an eight-year-old in your life and you solve a Rubik's Cube in front of them, you're now a hero. So um, always, always good skill to know right there. Good life skill, Rubik's Cubes. And, you know, the ultimate takeaway that I, I, I want you guys to get out of this, all this work, is that sometimes the work sucks. Oh, well, kind of helps sometimes. And just to know the importance of making small efforts towards your one thing. Make it one thing. Don't make it 12 things. Try to make it one thing and then nudge yourself every day, even if it's just a few minutes, to that one thing. And that's you turning your Rubik's Cube. And some days it's not going to feel like you're doing anything, but you're always doing one little turn. And eventually all the sides are going to fucking match and people are going to be like, wow, look at you with all your colors matched up. And that's it. You know, honestly, guys, if you ever want to reach out, reach out, let me know what you're working on. Let me know if you need any help. I'm here to support you guys. And uh, you know, all the rest of the stuff, rate, subscribe, share with your friends, blah, 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 bing, 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 bing. and then ultimately have yourselves at the very end of this episode. I want you to have yourself an amazing week. And I'll talk to you later.